Okay, today's daf is Shabbos, daf Kuf Yud Zayin. We are a few lines back, Kuf Tez Zayin and Mabez. So, the Mishnah told us that you're allowed to save a Sefer Torah with its tick, with its, uh, with its bag, or a tefillin with the bag. Even though there's money in it, you're allowed to take it out. Even though you would assume the money is muksa and there should be some concern, you're still allowed to take that out on Shabbos and bring it to a safe place. So, before we move on to the next part of the Mishnah, we're still discussing the concept of moving something with muksa items. So the Gemara originally brought in this wild case from Karpen Pesach, skinning the Karpen Pesach, even though you're not allowed to skin something on Shabbos, one of the Lama Tesmalachas, seemingly that had some connection with our Gemara. And the Gemara said at the end of the day, me, dummy, how could you compare the concept of taking off extra skin that's not necessary in order for you to fulfill the, the kachim aspect of bringing the Hector Halav Mevarim? How could you compare that, which is a Malacha Daraisa, to, to our Mishnah, which is discussing Tiltul Muksa, moving something that's only Muksa? So perhaps we could, we could be more lenient when a person's moving a Sefer Torah, which is not Muksa, but in the Sefer Torah bag, there's money. So fine, it makes sense that you, you, we would waive the prohibition of muksa in order to save the Sefer Torah. But why would that allow someone to skin more of the animal than necessary to do the Avoidah in the Beis HaMikdash? So therefore the Gemara said that's not a comparison. So Amar Avashi, that's what we're up to. Bitarti Pligi. There's two separate machloikson between the Chachamim and Rabbi Shmuel, Benoish, Rabbi Yochim, and Breika. What are the two different uh, disputes? Pligi betilto. They argue about moving the carbon Pesach, meaning, let's say a person brings the carbon Pesach on Shabbos, so Pesach falls out much of Shabbos, you bring the carbon Pesach. At that point, you already put in the chelev, you brought the fats on the Mizbeach, you're allowed to do that. And now, can I move it? It's muksa. I can't do anything with it now. I have to wait till after Yantif to bring it back home. It's muksa now. So there's a machlekes regarding that. And the question is, is the skin also considered muksa? We'll see what that means. And they argue about the malacha of skinning the animal. That was yesterday's daf. So this is what the Chum told Rabbi Shmuel. If I could save the bag of a Sefer Torah with the Sefer because since a Sefer, a Sefer Torah has Kedusha, I'm allowed to save that on Shabbos, and based on that, we extend that to the bag, shouldn't I be allowed to move the skin? Once I'm allowed to move the meat, then we're going to ask how you're allowed to move the meat itself, but as of now, that's what the Gemara assumes. The same way I can move the meat, I should be allowed to move the skin. So the Gemara says, me, dummy, how can you compare the two? And we're on Kuf Yudzayin, Madal Hasam, in our Mishnah, the bag has has a dual purpose here. It's holding the Torah and it's holding the money. So it's nasa basis It's holding something that's mutter, the Sefer Torah. Hacha over here when it comes to the skin, nasa basis The skin itself is a basis. It's a base to something that's aser, which is the meat. The meat itself is also muksa. So what are you comparing it to? So the Gemara says, "You're right. Let's start again." This is what the Chacham responded to Rabbi Shmuel Benoi Sherab Yechonim and Breika. tik shall safer. Am I safer? If I could save the bag of a tyra with the tyra itself, even though there's money in there and the money is muksa, or Aga Basar, should I not be able to move the skin once I'm allowed to move the meats? The says the same thing, meat dummy. How could you compare the two? Hasam in our Mishnah, Nasa Hamutar. Not only is it holding the money, it's also holding the Sefer Torah. So it's Davra Asr, Ula Davra Hamutar. We know we spoke about this earlier in the Sechta regarding opening drawers on Shabbos or garbage drawers, depending on how many uh, you know things in there that are that are Mutter for Shabbos. 
the whole tablecloth discussion, putting your challah and your candles. There's a concept of you, when you have a bus, it's ladavar ha'aser and ladavar ha'motar. We figure out what's more valuable, that whole discussion. But there, there's a way out. There's davar ha'motar. In our case, when you're moving the car in Pesach, kulenas bus The whole thing is aser. The, the skin is holding, is, 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 is muksa. The meat is muksa. So what exactly is your hetter here? So let's start again. This is what the Chacham responded to Rabbi Yechon ben if the halacha is, and we're going to question this, if the halacha is, that I could bring a tick, a bag, meaning I know there's a Sefer Torah in the house, there's a fire in that house, I'm allowed to bring a bag to, to take the Sefer Torah out in, and I could bring a bag that has money in it. I don't have to shake it out. And the question is, that's not a bus, it's a bag that's holding money. Should I not be able to move? Or once I'm moving the meat itself, even though it's a bus, it's like says, hold on a second. Before you even think about the meat example, who told you that you are correct, that you're allowed to bring a bag that contains money to, to take out your safer tar in it? If you want to tell me, that if the fact is that when I am taking out the Sefer Torah with a, it has a, there's a bag, there's money, halach is you don't have to shake out the money. So, so then I can even take a brand new bag, meaning a bag that's not yet holding the Sefer Torah, I could bring a bag in to this house even though there's money in it. Mar says, me, dummy, how can you compare the two? Hassam, if we tell the guy that he's holding this tefillin bag or the Sefer Torah bag and there's money in it and there's a Sefer Torah tefillin in it, you tell him, oh, you don't move it yet. First, shake out the money and then get out of the house with it. Adahachi, vahachi, nafladleika. The whole thing's going to get burnt if he has to start figuring out how to get the money out of here. Hacha, in our case, where the person's running into the building with a bag that has money, adahachi, vahachi, lishtina, just hold it upside down. Get rid of the money as you're running into the building. So none of these things Make sense. Ella, Amamara, Vashi, Let's go back to the original statement. The original statement that we said that the same way in Hilchus Carbon uh, Pesach, there's a concept of uh, there's a concept of skinning the half the animal, and that should be enough. You're allowed to skin the entire animal. That's the same halacha as over here. As I'm as I'm once I'm allowed to take out the bag for the sefer Torah, I could leave the money in and remove the bag as well. So the Gemara says the kakashi lach. What was our original question? That me dami hacha tiltol v'hacha malacha. One's talking about tiltol iser muksa. One's talking about malacha. One of the lama test malacha is is uh, skinning. So the Gemara says going to the kaboy You don't need the skin. The whole iser of of mafshit uh, of skinning an animal. That's when you want to make a cloth. You want to make a leather jacket. That's the iser of skinning. If you're doing it and you don't have kavana to do it, so here the Gemara uses the term of kavana. Many of the Rishonim are bothered by that. That's the wrong. Uh, in Hilcha Shabbos, it should be a malacha in a tzrich lagufa. But either way you learn it, it should be a, it, should, it would not be an iser de araisa. So the Gemara says, Ba'ayi v'rava dami tavaya, they both say that moedir avshim b'msik reisha v'layam. Let's assume this is a davar shenim ischavein. It's only mutter when it's not a psik reisha. If it's automatically going to happen, you're skinning it. How can you tell me a davar shenim ischavein? I don't have kavana for it. So the Gemara says, you're right. A different reason why is to Rabbanon, to shakalei b'barzi, that you do it, uh, in, in strips. You don't do it the typical way of mafshit. We know when it comes to halachas, to araisa, lavin, you're only over when you do it, kiderech the malacha. So this is not kiderech. This is not the typical way of being mafshit, and therefore it's bishinoi. Once it's bishinoi, it's only an isadrabana. So the same we're makele by muksa, we are makele as well when it comes to being mafshit, the skin of the carbon. That's the connection between 
Mikarban Pesach and our Mishnah. We're going to go on. Then the Mishnah said, Matzilin, So again, you can't just carry things out on Shabbos. So where exactly are you taking this Sefer Torah? We know we're, we're, we're uh, being lenient on something in Hukkah Shabbos. What are we being lenient on? So the Gemara says, Hechidami. The Mishnah said, Amavoy Mufulosh. It has to be a uh, Mufulosh means it goes straight through. So Hechidami Mavi Mufulosh. What does this Mufulosh mean? So and hechidami sheinamafulosh and what's called inamafulosh. So let's see. Amar of Chista. Of Chista says like this: When you have shalosh mechitzos, when I have meaning, let's go back to the Mishnah. I didn't say this. The Mishnah said ulehechem atzilanaisan. So the Mishnah said Tanakama says lemavosh inamafulosh. You can only bring it to a mavoy that's not open. That seems to be less of a chiddush. And Rabbi Yehuda and Ben Maseiris said afulamafulosh. Even if it's mafulosh, you're allowed to bring this sefer Torah there on Shabbos. So the Gemara asks, what is the case of mavish mafulosh? What's the case of mavish shenim mafulosh? Amar of Chista, shalosh mechitzos. So let's assume you have a cul-de-sac, or you have something that looks like the shape of a ches. So there's three mechitzos. It's basically walled in. Imagine your sukkah. We don't a sukkah's kosher like that. You get three walls, two in a little bit. So. I have three mechitzos, and I have two lechayayin, which means two lechis. We're going to learn opening daf and erevin. The concern of a mavi was typically it would be right next to Rosh Hashanah. You have this cul-de-sac going off the main highway, and if someone was allowed to carry in the cul-de-sac, even though technically it's probably a din of Rosh Hashanah, there's three walls around it, that's a din of, a, of a mechitzos. However, you would step right out. So they need a simon, that's just to keep it short, they have a homosech to, to, to discuss this. You need a simon to remind me when I walk out that I'm not allowed to walk out carrying something. So the classic simon is called a lechi. A lechi is you have a uh, beam, it's, you know, one part of a tzura sapesach. Your typical tzura sapesach Arab has, you know, two beams and a cross string. That's a tzura sapesach, looking like a, a door entrance. But a mavi doesn't need that. All it needs is a lechi. You have one beam, ten tvachim high, on the, on the, by the entranceway, and you are good to go. Comes along the, the uh, Rav Chista. Rav Chista says a mavi she'enim afolosh has actually has two lechayayin, one on each side. That's called enim afolosh, that it's not considered open. However, yesh, if it has shalish mechitzos v'lechi yechel, let's say it only had one lechi on either the right side or the left side, but not on both sides, that would be called zemavay hamafulosh. And this is called a mavay mafulosh that only Ben Maseira said you're allowed to bring the Sefer into it on Shabbos. But the Tanakhama would say you cannot take a Sefer into that on Shabbos. Meaning, you live in a house. You're, you're in one of the houses of these developments, of these, uh, whatever you want to call it, these uh, cul-de-sacs. So you have to figure out, do I live in a Mavoy Shein Mufulosh? Then, then according to the Tanakhama, I cannot bring the Sefer out on Shabbos, even if it's, there's a fire. If it's Muful, if it's Shein, I'm sorry, if it's Shein Mufulosh, then I could, in fact, bring it out. And the Tavayu and the Rabbonin and Ben Messira are going Aliba de Rabbi Eliezer. They're going according to the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer, which is the second Mishnah in Erevin, the Tanakhama on Erevin, Mavoy. How do you make a Mavoy kosher in order for you to tra- uh, carry in? So let's say you, you build a development. You want to know, how do I make this, uh, this Mavoy kosher for carrying? So Beishamai Oimrim, Lechi Vekaira. I need to have uh, a, a beam going vertically and a Kaira, a beam going across the entranceway. One or the other. You need just a sim and a hacker. So as long as you see it, that's fine. Rabbi Lezaimer comes. Rabbi Lezaimer argues with Mishal and Beisilo, and he says Shnei lechayim. You need two lechis. So if I need two lechis, so then maybe having one lechi is not enough, and therefore that's the machlekes the Rabbanon and the Ben Maseira. If I could carry a sefer Torah into a place that only has one lechi, according to Ben Maseira, yes, it's halfway there. For a sefer Torah will be mekel. According to the Chamim, no. So the Gemara says, Amalei Rabba, Rabba asked Rav Chista, 
Shalosh mechitzos velechi echad mefulish karasle. That's called mefulish when you have three mechitzos and and one uh, and one lechi. How is that called mefulish? Mefulish technically means open. When we discussed the halachas of Rosh Hashanah, it's called mefulish mishal l'shar. It goes straight. We spoke about this, you know, the Brooklyn area of Flatbush Avenue. It goes straight from one end of the city, from the beginning of uh, Flatbush, going through to Manhattan, back to. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Bayswater. Bay, so you have you have a straight line. Mefulish mishalashar. That's the din of Rabbim. So the term mefulish sounds like it's open on both sides. Not that it's a ches. Mefulish sounds like two vavs, you know, going straight through. The oid, and furthermore, the rabbanon, according to the rabbanon, that they say in our Mishnah, come along the rabbanon bechidish. I'm allowed to take a Sefer Torah. I'm allowed to bring it out to a mavoi that is she'enim mefulish. How do you define that? According to Rabbi see it was. Uh, a regular mavo that has two lechis. Shkoyach, not l'soich ha'erchlan mashkin. You're allowed to carry, you're allowed to play tennis there. You're allowed to do whatever you want there. It's a regular rishosayachid. So what, it doesn't make any sense that the chum are telling you you're allowed to save a safer Torah in the fire to a mavoi that's she'enim uh, mafulosh. What is that a place that has two lechis? I hope it doesn't make any sense. Elama Rabba, Rabba says the case is like this. Shtei mechitzois, ushnei lechayayim. So imagine you have a uh, you have this this cul-de-sac, but it's not really a cul-de-sac. You just have two sides of a street, and let's assume it's not a Rosh Hashanah. It's probably a Carmelist this street, and you have two machitas. You have two houses facing each other, two walls, and you put a lechi on each one. So you have you have shtei machitas. Uh, and I have two lechayayim. So zehu mavoi sheinimafulosh comes along the rabba. That's a mavoi. That's not mafulosh. It's not considered open. However, if it only has one lechi, even though uh, you put one lechi there, that is called a mavahamafulosh, that you could literally walk through the whole thing. And honestly, how is that called Having two walls, how is that called Yehuda, And they both go according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Very interesting opinion. We're going to see this throughout Erevin, the Tanya, Lutan, Abraisa. Yes, sir, Al-Kain, Amr, Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda added to this whole discussion of Mavoy's making mechitzas. Rabbi Huda has a, a fascinating uh, uh, inclusion here. Forget about my case. Carmelis. Uh, you have two people live on two sides of the highway, two sides of Flappish Avenue, Ocean Parkway. Let's, let's assume that's called the Rosh Hashanah. So... You have A person makes put a stick next to his house on one side, a stick on the other side, So these two people who live right next to, right across the street from each other, they can have their own little private Rishasayachid. Everyone else is carrying on Shabbos. They can have you know their stable situation, no problem. According to Rabbi Huda, even though the street goes straight through it, which is a chiddush, because you would say Asi Rabim we're gonna have to discuss this at length. But Rabbi Yehuda has this chiddush of a shita that I don't need three walls. I need two walls and like you know reminding us of Hilchas Sukkah and a little bit. That's enough. So according to that opinion. We differentiate between having two lachis, that's called she'enim afolosh, and there everyone agrees, according to Rabbi Huda, you could bring in the Sefer Torah, and one lachis where only Ben Besever says you could bring in the Sefer Torah. So Amrulai, just by the way, finishing up that opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, the Chum responded to Eima Arvin Rishos We don't make Erev and Rishos like this. The truth is, you cannot make your typical Erev and Rishos Your first question you have to ask yourself before you make a city Erev, 
Forget about all the details. You have to ask yourself, is it a Rosh Hashanah or is it a Rosh Hashanah If it's a Rosh Hashanah you're basically stuck. The only option you have is the losos, is walls. So we spoke about some interesting shitas that red lights would be considered a wall since the, the government mandates that you stop here. And in, in Brooklyn, you can't turn right on red. You can't turn, yeah, you can't turn right on red. So maybe that's called, uh, that's sort of Chatzka Roth talks about it. But it's based on the base of Ryan already, uh, uh, old uh, discussion in the place game. But they're, they're trying to figure out how do you get the losos, how do you get doors in order to create a Rosh Hashanah When you have a doesn't work. And a lechi doesn't work, a kari doesn't work. You need to have delasas, you need to have doors. Our whole Eruv system in, in the cities is based on the fact that it's not Rosh Hashanah. Why is it not Rosh Hashanah? You assume you need 600,000 people, and somehow you calculate that you don't have 600,000 people walking through it. That's the that's the premise before you even start figuring out how to get you know, telephone lines and matzahs and all the other discussions and renting and all these other things are only once you figure it out that we do not live in a Rosh Hashanah. But once I have Rosh Hashanah, Lechis and Kairos are not going to do anything. Again, as Asi Rabbim and Mavat the Mechitzas, you have Rosh Hashanah going through Mechitzas. How does it help that you made uh, all these all these wires? So therefore, there's a Machlekes Chachamim and the and Rabbi Yehuda, and based on that Machlekes, that's our Mishnah. If a person is allowed to carry the Sefer Torah into this uh, small Rosh Hashanah going where Rosh Hashanah goes through it, Amalei Abaya, Abaya responds, Lidi Dachnami, according to you. That Rabbah, you're saying you have Machlekes Rabbanon and Rabbi Huda regarding this this Mavoy Rabbanon over here. According to Rabbi Huda, this is called a good uh, this is called a good Mavoy because according to the Rabbanon, you can only carry out a Sefer Torah into this Mavoy when you have a two lechis. So what's the chiddush? If I have two lechis, according to Rabbi Huda, I'm allowed to play ball. I'm allowed to do whatever I want here. I can have a kiddush outside. So. Why are you telling me? By the way, you got to bring out a sefer Torah in the fire. Not You could be able to bring out food and drinks into this. This is a rishus hayachet proper if you go like Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara says, Ashi. The case is like this: When we said a mavoi, we're talking about shalish mechitzos. We're talking about a mavoi that has three walls, like the shape of a ches. When you have one lechi there, that is called your typical mavoi. And shalish mechitzos, and if there's three mechitzos below lechi without a lechi there, zehu mavoi hamafulish. And va'afilu Rabbi Lezer, the Amar, be'inon lechayayim, and even according to Rabbi Lezer, who says we need two lechis in order to create a good mavoi, hanimidi la'echlun amashkin. That's only to carry regular things there. Avol lesefer Torah b'chal lechi sagi. So the whole machlokes is in fact going like the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer, which, which we didn't want to, but it seems like we're going like that opinion. And the Chachamim are saying that even according to Rabbi Eliezer, the only time he would require that you have two lechis by your ches-shaped cul-de-sac is only when I'm bringing food and drinks and playing tennis. However, if I have, if I'm carrying out a Sefer Torah, one lechi would suffice. Okay, Zuck the next Mishnah. So once we mentioned carrying things out in a fire, so the first Mishnah discussed, you know, uh, property that, that we're really concerned for, which is the Sefer Torah, and you're allowed to violate some type of Dinam Durabanan. Now we get into the Mishnah talking about food. Matzilin Mazain Shalish Sudais. You're allowed to save the food enough for Shalish Sudais, three Sudais. We know on Shabbos it says Hayyim three times by the month. We have a, a Chiv to eat, three Sudais. 
So haroi l'adam l'adam. You're allowed to save food for yourself. Haroi l'behema l'behema. Whatever is necessary for your animals, you're allowed to save your, your pet food. So just by the way, interesting, the Rishonim discussed this. Do I have to take three meals out for my dog? What if my dog only eats one meal? So some Rishonim say, we know, the Gemara Bracha says that you're not allowed to eat until you feed your animals. So every meal, I'm going to have to feed my animals first. Other parts can say no. It just means whatever your animals need for Shabbos. So by the way, you can bring a riot from there. We once spoke about this uh, at a different time. Uh, let's say a person has a, a set time or they have an automatic feeder for their fish tank. So you're not allowed to eat breakfast. You're not allowed to get your coffee and shul, your Danish, when uh, your fish didn't eat yet. So according to these paiskim, as long as the, the behemoth has enough food for the day, you're, as long as it was taken care of, so it will be a riot from those Rishonim in this Gemara, in this Mishnah that say, you don't need to take out three meals, so not every time I'm putting food in my mouth, I have to figure out that I feed my animal. It's only that every day, I have to make sure my animal is provided for, whether it has a kir or it has an automatic timer, so that, that's how we paskim. Okay. These three meals, these three meals we take out only Friday night. Yeah, you're jumping ahead. That's the Gemara. Very good. So the is in the Gemara. Hold on. Vega. So Matzil So the Mishnah says you can take out three meals. Haroi la Adam. Haroi As uh, as Phil is saying, as the Mishnah keeps to, goes on to explain, Shabbos. If the fire came out on Friday night before your meal, Matzilin Muslim Shalosh Sudas. Then a person could take out three meals. However, B'Shachris, if it came on Shachris. Just by the way, look at Rashi here. Rashi says, Not Shabbos, that the fire came on Friday night. Before you ate. Shachris, he writes, before the meal. So many Achroin are being a riot from Rashi. That let's say a person did not start his Shabbos day Suda before Chatzais, which in the winter could be 11.30, I don't know, it could be pretty early. According to Rashi and the Rambam, you're not Yotzi, your, uh, your meal. Your Suda Shachras has to be in the morning. So if you missed your Suda Shachras, even though you didn't eat yet, by night he says, Koy Machila. But Shabbos day, you missed your Zman uh, Suda, it's over. If you look in the Mishabur, he brings us in Simon Reish Pei Ches. There, the, the discussion is fasting. So we gave a 12 in a halacha shir regarding fasting and Rosh Hashanah and the whole Rosh Hashanah break. So in that discussion, come, the, the discussion is what about Shabbos? Can a person have a long davening on Shabbos? So the Shulchan Aruch writes, which is in even to learn, to daven, it's also to fast. What about the meal itself? So you look at the Mishabruah, the Aruch HaShulchan, they all say that a person should eat his meal prior to Chatzais. So... There is one head if a person is davening long, the Aliyah Rabbah says, since people are doing a Isaac, you know, B'tayra, B'tfila, that's fine to delay your meal. If a person is down, schmoozing around, you're not looking at the clock, you might as well just, you know, make Kiddush, start your meal. Let's say uh, you have guests over and it's already 12, 1230. At some point, you would want to be Mekayim the Rambam of, of, uh, and, and Rashi of eating your meal before Chatzah. It's not a very well-known halacha, yeah? Oh, so Kiddush helps out the fasting. But it doesn't help out the, out the Suda, no. Yeah, so it, it's definitely uh, recommended. It's not a well-known halacha. And uh, sometimes, Mishum covered a You're not going to start your meal maybe without guests. Or you're not going to harass your wife. But if you want to know, that's the halacha. That's what it says in the book. To start your meal before chatzais. During the summer, it's pretty easy. Before 1 o'clock here in Minneapolis, one fifteen is chatzais. But uh, yeah, so, so I was asking people in Kashrus, does the hashkacha have to be concerned? Let's say we're giving hashkacha on a uh, Pesach hotel or whatever, and they, uh, the meals are scheduled for, I don't know, 1 o'clock, 1.30 uh, Shabbos lunch. 
So it's it's shalai kehalacha. I know Rav Shachter from from uh, from YU. He doesn't. Uh, he, he'll wash. He'll go to these Shabbos events. He'll wash by the kiddush. Says it's usher to have a kiddush now. Yeah, you're supposed to be eating your meal before chatzais. How can you go sit and eat a kiddush? So uh, okay, maybe tomorrow we'll discuss another uh, shita of uh, of Rav Chitka, the bottom of, of this page. Maybe that's Liman Tzchos. Okay, so that's just a diuk from this Rashi. But either way. Friday night, you're allowed to save three meals. Shabbos day, before you, before the suit is started, you can save uh, two meals. Matzila mazen shtei suda. But mincha, mincha time, mazen suda achas. Only one suda because shal shudas. Rabbi Yosi Oimer la'oyla matzila mazen shalosh shudas. You can always save three sudas. Why is that? So the Rishonim explains. Since over here you're not being over anything, we're going to see you're not carrying anything on Shabbos. And most you're doing tircha. We're concerned if you're allowed to save everything, you're going to, you know, extinguish the fire. So. To make it easy, make it simple, anytime you have a fire on Shabbos, remember, three meals, shall do this. So that's the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi. So the Gemara says, Michti, let's see. You're, you're taking out kosher food, you have an Eruv, you have uh, all these things, and what's the big deal? Not so tzvei. Save more. Why only three sudas? Save everything. Since a person is bohol, he's, he's nervous about his money, if we would allow him to take everything, I'll say lechabuyeh. He might then extinguish the fire. So this is not to do this. So by the way, Toysvis on Kuftez, I think it's Kuftez Zayin, I'm an Aleph, he pointed out that it's only talking about a person's own home. But let's say, a, uh, let's say it's someone else's home, and you're in your home, and you're concerned that maybe the fire is going to spread, then there is no concern because there's no bahol. So therefore, you would be allowed to take out things if you have an Erev uh, on Shabbos. Okay, Amalei Abaya. Abaya said the following. Elahad Tanya looked in a bright so you're telling me that we always make these gzeiras? Elahad Tanya. Nishbrole Chavis Baroish Gaga. Let's say a person has a barrel of wine on the top of his roof and it cracked. So maybe Kliyam Aniach Tachtel. So you take a keli and you go underneath it. Seemingly it means you go into your yard and you hold your, your bucket hoping to catch your wine. You can't bring a second keli to, 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 to uh, capture it or or another keli to put underneath the, the roof as it, uh, as it runs off. So hold on a second. What's the big deal? There's no fire here. I'm going to burn out a fire. Why are you making me? Why can't I save the whole, the whole container? Hasam, my gzeriika. What is this gzeria? What is this gzeria? Since I'm going to be nervous, again, whenever we talk, we talk about gzeriaus to Rabbanon, we always mention that a person, the reason why Chazal make gzeriaus is only because they're concerned that you're not going to be able to think straight or you're not going to think at all. An example we always say, uh, the halach is that when you make salad on Shabbos, you're not allowed to cut your onions dak dak. You cannot cut it very fine. How come there's no gazera that I can't make salad on Shabbos? Maybe I'll cut it too fine. It might be over toichin uh, uh, on Shabbos. Because when you make a salad, you look at the book, you ask your rabbi, how do I make salad on Shabbos? When it comes to taking medicine on Shabbos, we do make a gazera. You might shrika uh, someone, you might grind the pills. Why? Because I'm not feeling well. I'm nervous. I can't think straight. So anytime there's a concern that you're not going to have your, your das, we're going to see gezeras the Rabbanon. That's just a, a yusoid over here as well. Since the person is losing money, he has his aged barrel of wine, it's cracked open, he's going to say, everyone bring buckets. So someone's going to bring something in Rishos Rabbanon. Gezeras shami yavi kli In his haste to, to save his wine, Chazal were afraid when it comes to money, people cannot think straight. Gufa, we learned in a brisa. A person has a barrel of wine that broke on top of his roof. So maybe you could take a keli and uncapture it underneath it. You cannot bring another keli and and uh, then take from it another one and, and put it underneath the roof and let it run and let the runoff go into that container. However, in his damin 
if this person has guests, maybe kli acher v'karlet. So then he could save it for his guests. Kli acher v'mitzarif. You do all these things. However, you cannot first save it and then say, oh, everyone, I'm making kiddush. You can't do that. First, invite people as your guests, and then you could save all these wine. The ain ma'rimin b'kach. You can't make haram. You can't say these people are, you know, if they have to be real people that are going to actually sit down by your suda. You can't do a harama. Mishim Rabbi Yosi Bar Yehuda Amru Ma'arimin. You could, in fact, do a harama. So the Gemara says, Lima beplukta to Rabbi Yezer Rabbi Shul Kamifli. Maybe this machlokes regarding harama is an identical machlokes between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Shua. The Tani learned in a brisa. So the pasuk says, Oisav Yespinoi, which really, really means a mother and her offspring. You cannot shechta one day, as we know the Sefer Chinuch writes, is in order to teach us that we should not act beachzarius. So there's a concept you, sh- you don't shechta a mother and its and its offspring on the same day. The pasuk uses the term Oisav Yespinoi, so that's how the Mishnah says it. So Oisav Yespinoi, you have a, a mother and, and her offspring animal, Shinofulubar. They fell into a pit on Yantif. So on Yantif, you're allowed to take something up to shecht it. So there's no tircha if I'm going to shecht it. So I don't need to shecht both, and I can't shecht both. I'm only allowed to shecht one of them. Rebelez, Amir Malasarishan, take the first one up. Amanas the shechtog. Everyone, we're going to shecht this animal. You bring it up. And Vahasheni, the second one, you cannot bring it up. So Oizle Panasa, you you send down food. Hopefully, it will survive until after Yantif. It will be fine. Keep it alive, but you can't move it. That is the first opinion. Rabbi Yeshua, I'm Rabbi Yeshua says, I'll tell you a trick. Take up the first one on condition to Shechtin. Don't Shechtin. And then Umarim, and you look at the second one, maybe the second one looks better. It's fattier, more marbleized meat. Umarim, you lift up the second one. Now you can make a choice. You can make a decision. So it seems like same achlekes regarding harama. The same way I could you know, take one up and then put it down. I could go and buy guests, even though they're not coming or they are coming. So the Gemara says that should be the same machlekes. So the Gemara says mimai, who told you this is the same machlekes? Dilma, I kind of like Kamar, Rabbi Lazar Hasam, the Efshir Panasa. Over there, the reason why Rabbi Lazar said you're allowed, you don't, you're not allowed to take up both of them, is because at the end of the day, this cow might survive Yantif. I could give him some food; he'll survive. But the barrel of wine, unless I invite these guests and they're able to bring their own buckets, Efshir, this wine is going to get ruined. It's going to, it's going to go to waste. So maybe law, you would not be so machmer. Maybe Rabbi Shua was only makel in that case regarding Haroma when the animal fell into the bar. Because at the end of the day, this Tzabar Lechaim, the animal suffering, it makes sense to be more makel and ignore this Haroma issue. Over here with wine. Wine is just a few dollars. There's no Tzabar Lechaim there. Perhaps you would not be allowed to be through Haroma. And therefore we do not have a conclusive proof that it's the identical ma'ach like this. Tana Rabbanam, we're going to like this. So the same case, you have someone who has a fire in his house in Shabbos, he'd still pass Nakia. If someone already had saved a pas nakia, good bread, ain't matzo pas hadra. You can't bring, you can't save an inferior bread. However, pas hadra, if you already saved, you know, the, the older bread, matzo pas nakia. Now, if he still has good bread in the house, you got to bring it out because the cup of Shabbos is something extra. You're allowed to save from a kipper for Shabbos because you're fasting in Yom Kippur. You're not going to have what to eat. You can say that going into Shabbos. So let me Shabbos and make Kippur because you're not going to eat it anyways in Yom Kippur. So wait till after Yom Kippur and you'll eat it then. And for sure, that one should not uh, save from Shabbos going into Yantif because you're not allowed to be mechin from Shabbos to Yantif. Can't prepare from Shabbos to Yantif. You can't save this challah for the next Shabbos. 
This is, takes us back to the first parak in Shabbos. Someone left bread in the oven and Shabbos came. So he has his pita on the side of the oven. So over there, the halach is matzilan mazin shalashudis. You could take out of the oven enough bread or lafa for three meals. And we're going to see what the whole concern is. You can tell everyone, make an announcement. Whoever wants shalashudis, please take. However, when you take off the bread, it's called radia sapas. You can't take the, um, the utensil that was typically used for radia sapas. You cannot do that on Shabbos. We had a discussion, first paragraph on Shabbos. Let's say your friend left it there. Can I do radia sapas? Let's say he did it on Shabbos. Someone on Friday night, he decided to make, to make lafa on, on Shabbos. So do we say, should I sin, violate an Isidur Abanan of Radia Sapas, of taking off the bread, either over the chol, or it looks like you're baking, whatever the Isidur Abanan is, we ask, do we say, to save my friend from a chiv chatas, chiv kares, chiv skilo? That was the discussion in the first paragraph. So there is something wrong with doing Radia Sapas. So in this case, we're only makel el with a knife. If you use a knife, don't use the typical way of doing it. That's more. The says, Aini, how is it so? Turn on the day, Rishmo. The Pasuk says, It says, Malacha is Asr. Yatsat Kiya Shaifer, or Dia Sapas, Shichachma. Ve'ena Malacha, it's not a Malacha. So at most, it'd be Nisidur Abanan, or in fact, it should be even Mutters. Like Mars says, Kama de Evshin, the Shanuyim, the Shaninon. We don't do the typical way. This is one of the sources for the concept of Uvda de Chal, the typical way it's done during the week. And therefore, you use a knife, and you don't use the typical, you know, spatula, whatever they would use for Dia Sapas. Okay, now some Agatha Gemaras, which are really halachic, but we'll see. Amar Abchista, Lailam Yashkim Adam Loitzah Shabbos. A person should wake up early in the morning to uh, go spend his, uh, his money on Shabbos to go shopping. Shinema the Pasik says, And they prepared, you know, for Shabbos. Laalter, he learns Laalter from the Pasik says, Babiker in that Pasik. There's a 12 minute halacha share on this. I'll send out the link afterwards discussing should a person miss Kriya Shema Bismanoi, should a person miss Tila Batsibar. Does it even it doesn't even apply today where the markets are typically open uh, throughout the day. So we have a we have a 12 minute share on that. Next, Amarabi Abba. The Shabbos on Shabbos Chayev Adam Levtsoya Shteki Karas. A person is supposed to have Shteki Karas, two loaves. We know it's called Lechem Mishnah. The Chsiv, the Pasuk says by the Mon, says Vayhiba Yamashishi Loktu Lechem Mishnah. They took the double portion for Shabbos. The Mon was not going to fall on Shabbos. Summer of Ashi, we had this in Brachis, Chazina Lila Rav Kahana, Asur Rav Kahana, Denaka, Tati, Ubatzachab. He took two, but he only cut one of them. Meaning, you don't have to cut both chalis. That's one opinion. Omar, he said, luck to. They gathered Lecha Mishnah. You don't have to cut both of them. Rav Zeira, have a Batsa, Kulashe, Ruse. He would cut, the two ways to learn this. Either you would cut one piece for the entire meal, or you would cut both pieces. That's the gra. That's why many have the minnow to cut both their chalos, the graniks. But the, the typical, the Rashi's way of understanding it, the classic understanding is Sheruse, he cut one piece for the entire suda. So I'm only Ravina, Rav Ashi, for Mexi Karav Tanusa. You look like you're starving. You eat one huge piece, one huge slice of chalos. So I'm he said, came in the since the entire week, I don't have this size challah. I'm doing it now, specifically on Shabbos. Everyone knows I'm doing it with covered Shabbos. Okay, let's do one more piece. Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asik, Timikali, Erifto, the Eruba, when they had the bread of, of Eruba Chatseris, so part of the Eruba Chatseris process is you have bread, or today we usually use matzahs because they last a long time. So every city Eruba has uh, matzah in some of the shuls, they, they, they keep it. So the, the minagos, they would do it every week. They would make an Eruvi Chatseris every single week with a fresh challah. So, so Shari Iluye, 
since uh, they would actually use this as their beginning of the meal, they would make hamoitzi on the Eruv, and Ami, they would say, Once we already use it for one mitzvah, we should use it for another mitzvah. The Ramah points out that our minog is we do it once a year. That's why you use matzahs. You do it once a year, usually around Pesach time, you're throwing out your old chametz. That's the minog. Just by the way, one more, uh, a few halachas that come from, not halachas, but hanhagas that come from this. Uh, once you do a mitzvah, you do other things. So one halacha brought down is by Erev Tavshilin. When a person makes Erev Tavshilin on a three-day antif or two-day antif going Friday into Shabbos, so you want to eat your matzah or your egg, so you should eat it you know, on Shabbos, Shabbos afternoon, or some point you should eat that. Another minog became to burn your lulav uh, with the chametz. So I was talking to Rabbi Greenberg right before, right before Pesach. There was a coronavirus shilas. So all the Yeshiva Bachim are trying to get out of Eretz Yisrael. So there was one guy that, that, that was, was on the phone with him and he said he was trying to get his lulav, trying to figure out how to pack his lulav. So the Rav said, you know, wrong yantif, you know, this is Pesach. But he was bringing it back, you know, to, to burn it with the chametz. Okay, so not, not such a strong minute. You don't have to schlep it back from Eretz Yisrael. There's one more interesting halacha because I'm just pointing out because it comes up often. So we know there's a concept of Lecha Mishnah. So most Rishonim understand this. Women are also included in the halacha of Lecha Mishnah. And the shaila is, does a person have to wait for his wife or for guests? Do they have to wash the tilas dime and sit down by the table before you, uh, before you make hamaytzi? So yes, a person should do that. However, B'dayavad, or, or if a person is in a situation where it's taking too long, so halachically, there are many opinions that hold that Lecha Mishnah is on the Suda itself. As long as the Suda has Lecha Mishnah, even if the woman or the guest didn't hear the bracha, as long as they eat from that piece, and some are making even if they don't eat from that piece, as long as there was lech mishnah on the table, so but the effort is what to rely on. Yeah, by the chassidim, they, they're not, they, you know, they're not waiting for their wives. So. <laughs> oh, their own. That's something else. I'm talking about the fact that they. they oh yes, you know the question though. Should you make the bracha? Should one person make the bracha, or everyone should make the bracha? So if everyone has their own lecha mishnah, let them all make their own bracha. If not, so in the litvish world. The Mavarich makes the bracha, but you're right. In, in many other circles, they'll have the uh, every individual when he gets his little slice of challah, they'll make a bracha on it as well. There are there are sources for that as well, so that is also fine if that is what you do. Okay, Mitzvah tomorrow we will continue this uh, discussion of preparing for Shabbos.